Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. And we're live. Welcome, folks, to another exciting episode of Wake Up Calls. It's time to wake up. Wake up. We are having these conversations with you to address relevant topics in human behavior, both with things that are ongoing and also things that are more recent with the coronavirus situation um, and the added challenge that places on people emotionally and, and relationship-wise and financially and all of this. I got some feedback um, from something I said in the last wake-up call. Um, basically, it was something along the lines. I said something like, stop beating yourself up. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's not that you hate yourself. You, you actually love yourself. And we were discussing all the bad habits or things that might be coming up or getting worse for some people. And so... I kind of just wanted to explain what I meant by that because it is true. It's just that a lot of people who can't see it that way, we're going to basically explain how you can and, and it all comes down to perspective. You know, you can either think that you must be doing something because you hate yourself or is it possible that you're doing it because you love yourself? Yeah, and I think what a lot of people who are aware of their unhealthy habits um, overeating if someone's overweight and they can't seem to stop eating junk food or overeating or they know alcohol is causing problems in their life but they can't seem to stop drinking too much or they uh, it could be something as simple as procrastinating on certain projects uh, it could be smoking or any number of issues where we feel like we're not in control of ourselves we feel almost possessed to engage in these addictive or compulsive habits and, uh, Even if it's procrastinating, you're still engaging in the act of procrastinating. Right, for sure. And it's driven by emotions. All these, all of these things that I mentioned and many more, um, any, any undesirable behavior that you don't feel like you're in control of is driven by some mental or emotional discomfort or program in your mental computer. Without exception, that's how it works. So... A lot of people, most people don't understand the dynamics of their mind. This is stuff that you and I, Gina, do all the time. But most people, 
And what we take for granted is like, whoa, like major light bulb moment for most people. And I think what's really important is that people who don't understand these concepts beat themselves up. They feel guilty for their undesirable behaviors. And the problem is, um, and I know we explained this, or I explained this in a, in a YouTube video uh, that we put out a couple years ago, is that guilt actually reinforces and makes worse compulsive behavior. Right, it's almost worse than having the actual problem. And that's where we can really feel like we must hate ourselves because we know what we should or shouldn't be doing, but we're doing or not doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's like this battle that we have with ourselves. And, you know, but what if, in a way, no matter what it is, we're actually engaging in those or disengaging in certain behaviors because we love ourselves, not because we must hate ourselves? Yeah, I mean, that's a really profound, yeah, that's a really <gasps> profound reframe. Did that again? Uh, yeah, that's a really profound reframe, a different way of looking at something because uh, we... It, well, I and think, you had an example of a good client with that too, right? Yeah, and an, I had a client many years ago that I referenced in my book, Break the Chains of Smoking, who believed in light of all of the harm that smoking was causing in his uh, health, his relationships, and so on, uh, not to mention the financial cost and, and inconvenience, that he must hate himself because why would he still smoke despite all of the obvious damage, harm, disadvantage, drawback that it's causing in his life? He must either be an idiot or he must hate himself. Depending on your perspective, that can be absolutely true. If you look at that from a long-term logical perspective, then you, if you smoke, you are an idiot or you must hate yourself because why would you do something that's so harmful? But we often don't notice or respect the importance of a short-term irrational perspective, which runs most of our behavior anyway, despite the fact that we like to think we're you know, very um, logical beings. We're not. We're mostly running from the animal mind, the emotional, irrational, habitual, belief-based subconscious, and that's what drives most of our behavior. So with him, I told him, I said, what if you're smoking because it helps you alleviate stress temporarily, it helps you distract yourself from your unpleasant thoughts. Or he's learned that it helps him. Sure, yeah, obviously initially when someone smokes it makes him want to throw up, but once people get used to smoking or drinking whatever it might be or whatever, it actually serves an important benefit. And there's always a benefit, there's always a payoff to these unhealthy or undesirable behaviors, even if it's only you know, a few minutes that it lasts. It's relevant to the mind, it's important, and if we haven't learned healthier ways to deal with our emotional challenges, then we're gonna make use of unhealthy ways. So I told him, I said, what if, despite the the long-term harm that it's doing, what if you're smoking, not because you hate yourself, but because that part of you that is telling you to smoke is doing it so that you don't have to suffer with anxiety or with your temper and all these other issues that were very important to him to manage and so smoking got him by got him through that minute or that hour because he cares well yes but he was <laughs> but that's the point he was it's judging just, himself exactly it was just an unhealthy way of doing it but the bottom line is he was only trying to help himself feel better and feel good in the moment you know and our emotional part of us 
is irrational and thinks in the short term. Yeah, cigarettes are bad and everything, but you know, that aside, if you look deeper, he, the positive intention is there. He was just trying to help himself feel better. And that goes for drinking, eating, smoking, anything, right. anything. Any undesirable, when I say undesirable, I mean Behavior. you can look at it logically and say, you know what, that's probably not a good idea, but I still do it. So we'll call that an undesirable, unwanted behavior, otherwise known as bad habit. And there's always a positive intention, at least initially, behind that behavior. Always. The subconscious part of you, which is much more powerful than the logical, rational, willpower-based conscious mind. You know, the conscious mind thinks long-term. It's oriented with your goals, and it says, I want to be healthy, and I want to have good relationships and manage my money well, and, and so on. But the subconscious is in charge of just the next few minutes. It's like right now, the short term. It doesn't care about instant your... Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Thank you. Exactly. So the point is, it doesn't matter whether you want to be healthy in the long run, and you know that eating healthier and quitting smoking and exercising and all that is good for you. That's true. And from the subconscious perspective, it may be that eating that cheesecake or... <laughs> sitting there and watching TV instead of exercising or having a pack of cigarettes. Sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good idea <laughs> because, and I know we mentioned this in the previous wake-up call, this, that behavior helps you to feel better for the moment. And it does it through a couple different ways. One can be it temporarily alleviates discomfort. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or nervous or, or angry or whatever, it temporarily, you know, minutes, maybe an hour, distracts you, makes you feel less discomfort, and also sometimes it makes you feel pleasure. So we're always moving away from discomfort and towards pleasure or comfort. You know, having ice cream both temporarily, I mean, I know, you know, I, you know the story, Gina. When I was in college, um, I remember, you know, I gained a good amount of weight because I was eating like a gallon of ice cream twice a week. Oh, that sounds amazing, but it also sounds like a nightmare. I know. I mean, I can't. I, I feel sick even thinking about how much I I ate. But the the point is, fortunately, I didn't drink much and I, alcohol, and you know, most of my problems were you know ice cream, pizza, soda, typical college. Yeah, vice, stuff. whatever you want to call it. You know, whether it's having a drink, having ice cream, having a smoke. Exactly. But the thing is, I was so unhappy yeah and the reasons are irrelevant because my life really wasn't that bad but in my own in my mind my perspective my perception was that my life sucked i was overwhelmed my grades and social life were bad i was getting sick frequently because my immune system was down probably because of the stress and the poor eating habits might have been homesick too yeah it may have been it's just that all of that together made me feel emotionally overwhelmed and uncomfortable and the, the only reliable cure, however temporary was, was Baskin-Robbins ice cream. So I would eat my, you know, chocolate mint and chocolate chip ice cream, and it made me feel better until I realized half hour later, when the sugar high went away, that, you know, the, the pleasure went away, the distraction was gone, and then I realized, oh shit, I just gained I another just pound. I just did it again. Yeah, and I gained it, and I, you know, I remember looking at myself in the mirror without my shirt, and I saw this big chunk of fat in my <laughs> midsection. And, you know, fortunately, I made a lot of radical changes, and that's what ultimately led me to this being a hypnotist. But I ended up losing the weight and getting much healthier over the next year. Um, it's just that 
if I had understood these concepts then, if I had known back then my future self, I could have overcome these issues in, you know, days or weeks and not, you know, months. So the important thing, what we're both communicating here is that when you, the better you understand yourself and why you're doing the things you're doing and the more easily you can have some compassion for yourself and realize that you're not stupid, you're not self-destructive, you're not an idiot, you don't hate yourself unless you only look at it from a long-term perspective. For me, in my case, from a long-term perspective, of course I was being stupid. I was, you know, any irresponsible. I was gaining weight, I was eating shit. But from a short-term perspective, I was caring for myself by preventing overwhelm and overload. By eating that ice cream, by having that pizza, I made myself feel a little better, which kept me from, you know, imploding. Um, so in the know, short term, in the short term, and that's the problem because the short term, because it doesn't really fix anything. We have to keep doing it again and again and again, and that's why people are 100 pounds overweight. And after that high wears off, like you mentioned, the sugar high in your case. And that was a definite case of it's not what you're eating, it's what's eating you. You probably felt guilty, ashamed of yourself, so embarrassed when you were holding your stomach fat, looking at yourself in the mirror, <laughs> jiggling it all around. Definitely ashamed. For yeah. Sure. What happened, like you said, that drives compulsive behavior. It's almost worse than having the actual problem. It's what's driving it anyway to begin with. And so because you felt guilty and beat yourself up about it and you were embarrassed and you were ashamed, it just made that alone when people feel guilt or shame or embarrassment, those are really heavy emotions. And For sure. you're going to be driven to do something to make yourself feel better ASAP. For sure. Well, actually, and, and you know, and you and I have both seen many people over the years with, uh, you know, weight issues or eating habits problems and they overeat or, and, and so the point is with this is they're already feeling uncomfortable. They're already feeling bad on some level. So they've developed the habit of eating using that as an example. They feel better a little bit, temporarily, but then they realize, once again, they did it. They ate the cake, they ate the bag of chips, they ate the chocolate, they ate, in my case, was the ice cream. And it's like, okay, well, now I'm an idiot, now I've just made my situation worse. And then the guilt causes them to feel bad, which then says, their subconscious says, hey, I'm feeling bad again. Yeah. It's like, I'm feeling bad again, <laughs> what can I do to feel better? I know, let's eat something. But wait, I just ate something a half hour ago, I know, but... I'm really feeling bad. So if you want to know more about the whole eating habits part, we'll get really into detail with that in another uh, wake-up call coming soon. And if you feel that you need more help or you want to work with us one-on-one, -on -one, uh, we are seeing people remotely for a wide variety of issues, mostly focusing on stress and anxiety and re resulting habits. You can visit GoodwinHypnosis.com to learn more. Have a nice day. Stay well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.